Hey, I'm Spencer. And I'm Britton. Since 2011, Buckethead has released 286 albums in his Pike series. And we're going to listen to them. Three at a time. This is Getting Head. A Bucket Welcome, bots, logs, friends, and bucketheads. This is episode 20. 21! 21! Finally legal, baby! Mm. Mm. Yeah, we, we just took shots as the music played. Look yeah. at that. Look how cool we are. Look We're at, so cool. We're so hip. We're so adult. Hell yeah, dude. You mm. gotta celebrate the 21st birthday of your podcast. That's what yeah. you do in your 30s. Yeah. <laughs> so this has been like uh, officially like what like a little more than five months we've been on uh-huh. the air um yeah yeah so we're out there we're putting words out into the world it's been about eight months since we like kind of started this project all together has it really been that long august of last year yeah that's when we started recording no way really way yeah Oh, that's crazy. Mm-hmm. I didn't realize we've been doing it for that long. That's wild. Yeah. Huh. yeah, yeah no, I mean, yeah, we, honestly, like, I really, October, I, but, I kind yeah. of really appreciate, like, the consistency of it. Like, we do it a lot, but yeah. it's, like, it's very consistent, and I get to hang out with you and just talk about bullshit, which is great, yeah. which I would do that anyway, so I guess that's the reason why it doesn't feel like we've been doing this for so long, because, like, <laughs> I spend so much time talking to you about bullshit anyway. <laughs> Yeah, right? It's just because, yeah, it's just now we're just kind of doing it, like, more publicly and on video, so we kind of have to sometimes think a bit more about what we're talking about, or at least say, like, hey, you should, you should edit that out. <coughs> that's uh, that's yes. about it. The redactions. Yes, the redactions. To listen to all of our redactions, please subscribe to our Patreon. Actually, that's not untrue. Uh, <laughs> so, Britt, what's up with you? What uh, you been doing? You know. Just hanging out, having fun, number one. Mostly just uh, editing the podcast. I, uh, you know, we have a pretty much just a um, a 10-day lead time on the cast, and I, I kind of put it off until, uh, like, yesterday-ish. Mm. So that gives you, like, a, what, three, two-day lead time? Three days, three, yeah, I had three days for the, yeah. the episode 19, but because... Um, you send me the uh, audio tracks just one at a time. And I put aside time to do that episode uh, yesterday. But um, because I didn't, I just did the next episode, which I had the track for, but not the previous episode. So today Ah. I did the previous episode. So now we've got uh, a good lead time. And now with us recording this today, we're going to have a much nicer lead time we're gonna have like a 17 day lead time which is really nice and comfortable yeah hell yeah, yeah happy yeah. to i, I appreciate love that. Doing thank that. you I, I like having like a longer lead time and uh, yeah we i'm always down to do yeah. more i, I don't and, i mean I, it's not like i do anything else yeah like, and all, i mean i do but yeah. like also yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, I mean, re- not really yeah i I'd, i'd honestly in a way love to like get this done with as soon as possible. <laughs> like, you know you know what i mean it's just like I, I've looked into the future. I'm like, this is two years of my life. But if I could make it a year and a half, that'd be really cool too. 
Um, yeah, and, hell yeah. And then, like, know? one thing that's just, like, updated every time he b- releases three more pikes, you know? Yeah. Yeah, totally. Makes um, sense to me. I'm yeah. into it. I'm well, confused, but it makes sense to me. <laughs> this, these are jokes for only me. I, I, I like that you have jokes for only me. Yeah, it's great. That's, that's what we're doing Good. here. That's what we're doing here. It's what we've been doing for like 15 years. <laughs> that's true. That's true. So, you know, we have at least one listener to this podcast. You, oh wait, you don't. I have actually listened to a, a few. Cool. I'm working on it, okay? I'm working on it. It's like it's a it's a lot of time to set aside. Like I I don't have a lot of time to listen to things. So I have been listening to it. I've listened to I think probably five of the episodes. You should you should listen to it at work and fuck with people. Oh my goodness, God, that yeah. would not be okay. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, like I do talk about similar things at work, but also I. Don't talk about some of the things that I talk about with you at work. <laughs> cool. You know, that's how it is. Excellent. So, uh, this week I'm going to learn how to microblade. What does that mean? Microblading is um, basically tattooing for eyebrows. Okay. And that's it. It's like, um, like, a ton of women these days like that look like they have perfect eyebrows just have microblading on their eyebrows. So you basically like color match uh, their hair to a specific like ink dye. And then after that kind of make very light lines where their eyebrows are. Um, and so their eyebrows like always look filled in. Okay. Yeah. Sounds cool. Sounds potentially lucrative. Oh, I'd be like good. a little terrified of tattooing people's faces. That seems horrifying. I don't care, man. Like I don't know. I, I've co- I've cooked lots of types of fish, so at this point, I'm not afraid of fucking anything up. To be honest. Okay. Except for like human relationships, that's uh-huh. the only thing more complicated than like trying to cook fucking black cod on a fucking flat grill. Not a flat grill. Sorry, a fucking grill. Mm-hmm. God, Twitter, Twitter's an interesting cesspool, and I kind of like yeah. the cesspool in a way because, like, I mean, it's um, it's as though like uh, everyone on the internet like somehow like got tenure in their position, you know, like, <laughs> you know, you know how if you're like a tenured professor at a university, uh-huh. suddenly like you have the ability to just say outlandish shit because you have like absolute job security, right? Sure. And like. The, the tenure is literally job security for you to have, like, crazy ideas and say outlandish shit. Um, and so that's why some of, like, the best intellectuals of our era have been, like, tenured professors. Um, Interesting. And that that's kind of how I feel about Twitter, is, like, everyone feels like they have a deep internet tenure. And <laughs> so they have the ability... Like, their opinion really matters. And you like, know, like, point or potentially counterpoint, I'm not exactly sure. The other day, I was really tired at work, so I tweeted just the word, just two words. I tweeted two words. I said, tax fraud. And I got eight likes on that tweet, okay? <laughs> okay. <laughs> 
So I saw that like earlier and I didn't like it because I'm like, <laughs> what the fuck does that mean? So I was really, really fucking tired at work and I was just like, tax fraud. Nice. That's pretty funny. Fuck taxes. And then I was like, tax fraud. I don't know. I'm not making any claim about tax fraud. I'm not pro tax fraud or anti tax fraud. Just tax fraud in general. Eh, I don't know. You're just saying saying the issue. Like, why don't why don't you just go ahead and from now on to get likes on Twitter, just uh, post the titles of Wikipedia articles. (laughs) Like that's pretty good, dude. There's people that do that on Instagram. Send like, (laughs) yeah. Cool. Lord Tim, disambag- disambiguation. <laughs> <laughs> is there, well, actually, there is a disambiguation because, like, apparently Lord Tim isn't the first Lord Tim. There's another Lord Tim from England. I love was, that there's multiple Lord Tims. I think, I think Lord Tim from England is an actual Lord, though, even though he doesn't have a band called Lord. Is it Lord Tim Allen? Um... Uh- <laughs> Dude, that was amazing when you played that at the end of our episode with Andrew. Like, I, I genuinely guffawed. Um, <laughs> it was, it was amazing. <laughs> yeah. that, that's why it, it, it's a great Ender song. One sec, I need to close my door. Britt, uh, would you be kind enough? No, probably not. Fuck you, okay. Britt. Would you be interesting enough? Would you be dedicated enough? Would you be yes, that's, that's person a yes. I enough. definitely would be dedicated enough to, to what now? Uh, to hit me with a bucket fact. Bucket fact, 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 bucket fact. So, um, yeah. recently, uh, episode 19, I think, uh, we, we talked about um, how Buckethead fucks. Buckethead. Absolutely. And so <laughs> I kind of wanted to go down a rabbit hole um, and see <clears throat> if I could find any information on Buckethead having any romantic connections okay. or aspirations toward anybody. Uh-huh. Yeah, sure. That's a good thing to check out. Oh, it was in, it was, you know, it was uh, difficult. There, There's not much information out there. At all. I would imagine. He seems like a very private person. Absolutely. Absolutely. However, um, back uh, in the late 80s, Buckethead sent a love letter to uh, guitarist for Michael Jackson and later Jeff Beck, uh, Jennifer Batten. Okay. Who appeared on uh, all of Michael Jackson's albums and like tours from like the late '80s, from like Bad and onward, um, and then like Jeff Beck stuff from like the late '90s and early 2000s. Damn. Like I mean, she, if she's playing with with artists like that, she must shred. Like I'm not familiar with her work, but yeah, no, absolutely, got to be pretty yeah, good. And, like to play with those dudes. Yeah. Um. And uh, so, in a pretty recent interview uh, of hers. Uh, she says, quote, uh, yeah, he was very cute. I met him when he was 16 years old, and he sent me a love letter of reasons why we should make a great couple. Aw. 
that would probably embarrass the shit out of him right now, but it was very sweet. I wish I still had the letter, and I don't think I have it. When asked, it's actually uh, very cute. Yeah, right. Uh, I, um, I, I I like that very much. Me too. Uh, when when asked uh, what the reasons he gave her were um, uh, that they'd be a great couple, she said, um, "Oh, we're both guitar players, of course, obviously." Uh, and also, early on, he did a spoof of guitar workshop videos that he sent me. I had a Westie dog at the time, and his mother used to raise Westies. Oh. So apparently I'm not that's familiar with a Westie. Can I look up a Westie really quick? Yeah, it's a it's a type of dog. I don't know. Um, and then when asked about his guitar playing, oh, these uh, dogs. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. I know, I know what kind when, of dogs. Do. When asked about his guitar playing, she said, uh, "Oh, he's a monster. He's one of those guys that just digs in and digs in and digs in and evolves over time, and he's weird as hell. You know, he's fearless." As far as what he's going to do with the guitar, which is it's great for breaking boundaries. Hell yeah, I would agree with that. That's yeah. actually a pretty good description of Buckethead. Will you enable uh, screen sharing? Oh, absolutely. One sec. So here we have Westies. Oh, with these dogs. Is that? Hey, this one's pretty cute. Look at this one. Damn. Well, it's a super cute dog. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Are they all white? Yeah. That's really cute. Yeah. Yeah, they're very I've met a few of these dogs. They've mm-hmm. been pretty good. I like yeah. them. They seem they dogs. seem real, real I mean, I like pretty much all dogs though. Like so that yeah. is like uh, terrible, yeah. you know. Yeah, dog, uh, dogs are good. Dogs are I don't I don't think dog. I like I don't I don't think I dislike any dogs. So, I don't know. That's fair. That's fair. 100%. Yeah. Uh well, that's adorable. Um I actually have another bucket romance story. To, to share here. Bucket romance. So I posted, uh, or actually I shared a meme that you posted, I think, on our uh, Bucketcast account on Instagram. Mm-hmm. And somebody responded that was like, haha, he played at my venue a few years back. He hit on our stage manager afterward and she turned him down. What? Yeah. What? Yeah. Buckethead hits on Oh, oh, <laughs> oh! I, I, I think that that awe would be okay, and like, a, if he was still young, I think at this point he probably knows what he's doing. Like, yeah. I, I, don't, I, I, my the person that said that like didn't imply that he was like a creep or anything. He just, yeah. she just said that like he hit on somebody that worked there. Okay. Um, so I don't know. I asked for more detail, but like she didn't really elaborate. So. <clears throat> I don't really know more information than that, and that is anecdotal, so take it with a grain of salt. Yeah, of course. yeah. I but, still, I still like that that uh, bucket romance story. Bucket romance. I like that too. Yeah, yeah. totally. Yeah. I like, I like to think that you know, yeah, he's he's definitely he's he's another human being, and he has mm-hmm. needs and aspirations <laughs> like everybody else. Aspirations, if you know what I mean. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 He wants to stick one. Look in that butthole. Lou wants to stick his tongue in the butt. Yeah, he does. Like Jabba the Hutt, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> tongue in the butt, Jabba the Hutt. Yeah, excellent. Yeah, that's that's what's like. Okay, that's that's great. That's great to know. I I hope that like 
know, I'm going to put out some feelers out there. I know some mm-hmm. people in the music industry. I'm going to put out some feelers. I'm going to see if anybody's got any, any bucket stories to share with us. Yeah. See if we can uh, dredge up some uh, some uh, information. Yeah. Some anecdotes. Get some information data out of that. Do it, dog. Hell yeah. Hell yes. Bucket facts. We listened to three Buckethead albums. We did listen to three more Pikes. Pike 61, 62, and 63, respectively. Hell yeah. Uh, we got, uh, gosh, how, how do you pronounce this? A cetasis? Cetasis? Let's go for that. Okay, so yeah. we got... Uh, Pike 61 Cetasis, uh, Pike uh-huh. 62 outlined for Cetasis, and then uh-huh. Pike 63 Grand Gallery. Uh, yep. Whew. What a what a selection of Pikes this what, week. Yeah, My what goodness. A, what, yeah, this was definitely three, I mean, uh-huh. two two similar Pikes, and then one that was just not. We'll get, we'll, we will get to that. Yeah. We'll get to that. Um, Pike 61. Cetasis. Uh this I think is probably my strong my 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 vote for strongest pike this week. Yeah, released on uh, May uh, May 20th, 2014, which is just one week after the last pike footsteps. It's been <laughs> oh, I don't I'm sorry, I don't have that ready to go. It's been I used to have it. I I used it in one of our episodes. It's been one episode since I used that. <laughs> I have a history of taking off my shirt. It's <laughs> my favorite line in that song. It's so good. It implies like a sort of guy that takes off their shirt. And like, I know so many guys like that. You know, okay, okay, real talk, real talk for a second. Like, yeah. not fake talk, real talk, okay? Oh. Real talk for a second. You know what I've been thinking about? Mm-hmm. What's that? I've been thinking about the sweaty shirtless guy in the pit. Just the like archetypal sweaty shirtless guy in the pit. Where yeah. is that person at these days? Like, how are they doing? That's I hope that they're question. okay. They don't have a pit to be sweaty and rub That's their good... slime on me. Here's the you thing, because like, I I used to I used to be the sweaty shirtless guy on the dance floor, but I wouldn't touch anybody. You know, good. I, good. I would, That's I would... good on you. I would just like eventually I would strip layers off as I got hotter and hotter. And as like, I sweat through things and I'm like, this is like, not, this is like, just like sweat drenched. Now I need to like take more layers off, you know, uh-huh. but that that's like a product of like going hard when you dance. Sure. When you're like moshing, I feel like the sweaty shirtless guy like takes off his shirt immediately. Like before he starts getting to be the sweaty shirtless guy. Oh yeah, is, yeah, yeah. That's, that's like the first step to becoming shirtless like the sweaty shirtless guy sweaty. in the pit. Yeah, yeah. You got to be shirtless before you get sweaty in the pit, and it's like. Oh yeah, yeah. And you either need to be pre-gaming outside, or you hit the bar first. Like yeah. sweaty shirtless guy does not just show up. Sweaty shirtless guy. Sweaty shirtless guy goes through a transformation. Right, you know, he he goes through a metamorphosis, if you will. He so, he comes in a pupa, and he leaves a fucking butterfly. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Just, the the pit is his cocoon, wherein he transforms into something new, <laughs> something new, something beautiful, something pure. Oh yeah, something. Uh, yes, the 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 transition of nature, uh, in really? the, in in the pit. Um, <laughs> but so so I feel like there's different classes 
of sweaty shirtless guy in the pit, right? Uh-huh. So you have, uh, I'm going to go from top to bottom. All right. So, <laughs> okay. So at the top, you have your chads, like guys okay. who don't really belong at the show who like, you know, work out a bunch, but they're there cause they're like already drunk and like, there's a show or whatever. There's like one band they want to see cause like they're friends with like one of the musicians, but they really just don't belong in the show. And okay. I know a couple of those guys. Uh, just chads who show up at the show. Uh, you know, you know who was kind of a Chad? No, not really a Chad. Like, do you remember Spaz? Barely. Yeah, he was a guy who was always shirtless in the pit, and he was like, <laughs> he was so normy. I feel like you have the guys that make it their sort of not necessarily identity, but their sort of mission, right? <laughs> like they show up at the show and they're like, "I'm gonna fucking mosh. I'm gonna start so many circle pits. Mm. Like, I'm just gonna get so sweaty and so drunk." That nothing matters anymore. Yeah, like, those are the guys I'm kind of the most okay with, and so the lifers, if you will, the lifers. Yeah, that's 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 those are the guys kind of in the middle, like the, the guys who are just yeah, there, yeah. And I would actually agree, like those are the do. dudes I'm the most okay with. Yeah, like, yeah. And then and then below that, you um you have the guys who just like don't belong there, at and they want to get angry, and they want to yeah, get like yeah, yeah, shitty. They're there to get angry and shitty. Uh huh. Um. Yeah. And and those people just don't belong there at all. Those like, are the, the worst. I, I think the yeah. worst I ever experienced with those fucking guys was oh, what show was it? I Probably think it was Mastodon. Show. Mastodon. Interesting. Uh, it might not have been Mastodon. It might have been um. No, it was Mastodon. Yeah. It was a show at uh, Showbox Soto here in Seattle. Mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure it was Mastodon, but like. There was a bunch of circle pits that kept happening that just got like too violent, like to a yeah. point where I was like, this is dumb, like especially for this kind of music. Like, what are you doing? Yeah, <laughs> you know, right. it's like I get it. If like the circle pit gets crazy during like a fucking like slam death metal band, like sure. Yeah. But like Mastodon, like, bro, go to a slam show. What are you doing? I mean, the, yeah, there's there's a couple songs like uh why well yeah yeah blood God. and thunder like yeah, sure thunder. like no go you gotta go hard for, for blood that and shit. thunder yeah, you gotta go hard for that shit but like most yeah. of their stuff is like super melodic and like proggy and not something that like, you can rhythmically just hit things to yeah yeah, yeah. You know? and like i feel like that's the thing that happens more at those like bigger shows where you have like roughly like anywhere from 800 to like 1500 people mm-hmm. in attendance like those bigger shows that's where shit tends to get a little bit less focused right people get drunk they get interested in the idea of there just being a large crowd around them right and they just get crazy although i don't know like because uh one of the best recent metal shows i went to which was i think at like the end of 2018 (laughs) or maybe 2019 oh shows are dead r.i.p shows i think it was actually the end of 20 no it was the end of 2019 but um yeah uh, king diamond uh Oh shit! Yeah, 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 and yeah, I missed was, that because I fucking suck. Yeah, it was a super well attended show. I mean, it was fucking packed. I think it was probably sold out, uh, and there was like moshing going on. But you know, it was a King Diamond crowd, and so it was like a lot of like people in their like thirties, forties, fifties. Like you have no idea how. I'm sorry. I'm sorry to interrupt yeah, you. I, cool. I know I'm shitty, but you have no idea like how much it hurts to like 
think about a King Diamond show that I chose not to attend for some fucking reason. Like, I don't remember why I chose not to go. That's good. But I there was a King Diamond first... show I know. that I chose not to go I to. Know, what cause... is happening? I know you, you had already seen him, but I'm like, but yeah, he's still, but like, he's still touring and he's like and he's 60 so something. he's so fucking incredible and he's too. Incredible. Like, every, like the time I and... saw him, like, oh my God, like he blew my mind. And you know, it's who, amazing. Who, you know who is easily just as mind blowing? Who was there too? Andy fucking LaRoque, dude. I know, I know, I knew it saying who, but like, ah, uh, I know, he's so fucking good. He's amazing. Even though he uses line six, I give him a pass. It's okay. He's amazing. He uses whatever makes him sound like he needs to, and you can't hate that no matter what. You can't. I it's mean, impossible to hate. I mean, if, he's if so wanna, good. If you want to hate people who have like used uh, the line six fucking delay um, loop pedal, you can hate most of the musicians you actually like. <laughs> that that is a very popular the, the, what, the, the green one or whatever. The green one, right? The one with like four foot switches. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. It, it that also came really in popular. red at some point, but yeah, yeah, that one. Yeah, uh-huh. yeah the one yeah, that needs to be repaired every like. I mean, two years. like, it, I I just been thinking about stuff like that. You know, like we're now a year into coronavirus, and like I have not been to a show in now over a year. And that sucks because I was, you know, I had definitely ramped up the amount of shows that I was going to towards the end of 2019 into 2020. And I was going to a lot of stuff that I wouldn't typically go to. And like, I'm glad that I did that now. But like, I'm also just fucking sad. Yeah. Dude, there, ah, there's I so mean, much stuff I want to see. Know, I, like, I, I went to shows as recently as August. What, what did you see in August? Oh, there was tons of like protest shows at the ch- um the chats and the chat. Sure, sure, sure. Yeah, yeah. It yeah. was dope as fuck. I mean, a little bit different, but yes, no, it's still this it's still much closer to like a you know I mean it was live music on a it stage was live with music, like yeah. a professional like sound rig and everything. So, you know, it was Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I mean it was an outdoor show, but an outdoor show is a fucking show. Yeah, an was, outdoor show was, is a nice. fucking show, mm-hmm. and that's sick. Like and it, it would was be cool so great to be to like surrounded by like people I knew I was like politically on board with, even yeah. if I didn't like the music. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I saw a lot of songs going around around that time that I was like, "This is." I agree with the message here, but like this song sucks. <laughs> yeah, right. That's unfortunately the problem with a lot of protest music is a lot of it's just yeah. kind of like dog shit music with a cool not message. everybody can be ccr's fortunate son okay uh i think they can anyone can cover <laughs> that song that's, a fucking that's the joke hey guess what credence fucking sucks hey listen you know what for being a band that only existed for four fucking years wait really i didn't know that they only existed for four years I guess I kind of retract my statement then. Yeah. Because they, they up, made songs right? that still will, that will live on probably right. past my lifespan. And that, that's the same feeling I have uh, knowing that every Boston song you've ever heard on heard oh, yeah. was on one of two albums. Uh-huh. Straight up. Yeah, that's true. And that's Dude, crazy. Boston is like one of those bands that I think is like insanely impressive. Their whole story is insane. Like that dude, the main guy from Boston, I forget his name. He recorded that first Boston album, the one with all of the hits, like almost all of the hits. Like he recorded that album almost by himself in his garage in the 70s, like before that was a thing. Like it's insane. Like the ah, dude, crazy shit, crazy shit. That first Boston album, 
is one of the most impressive musical so, things that has ever been put out. So honestly, I think even more impressive than that, after he did that, he uh, invented like the very first, like very popular headphone guitar amp in the 80s. Interesting. Interesting. Do, you, do you know what I'm talking about? It, I don't the, know what you're talking about. Oh shit. It, it's like, it's, uh, it's a thing that he actually, he recorded a lot of the Boston stuff on. It's like this, yeah. uh, this closed circuit that he created. That was like, um, basically a two stage preamp along with, uh, some other like transistor effects he put in there, including like basically the distortion that was the classic like Boston distortion. Okay. Uh, and it's, uh, one sec. I'll look into that. That, that sounds interesting. Uh, that guy is really interesting. Like I forget his name. Like I should probably just look his, look him up. But he he like pioneered home recording. Like before he recorded that album at in his home, like home recording was not a thing, like at all. Like he was the guy that pioneered that. And that album, that Boston album, that was super successful. That first album. Part of the reason it was so successful was that he recorded it himself, and so. There was no money that needed to go to a studio, basically. Mm -hmm. As a result of that, he made so much fucking money on that so, album. So this is the thing he invented, the Rockman Amplifier. Ah, Tom Scholz. I see yep, he is yep. he is purple in your Wikipedia history. Understandably. Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> don't don't at me. <laughs> yeah. Well. You know what's interesting? Like these days, I primarily use private browsers, mm -hmm. so like I don't have any any history, any like browsing history. Um, I've used private browsers for the last six years, um, so I don't have any. any look, I want you to I want you to look at the people. Oh, I see! I see! This. I see quite a few people here. Including, that are, look at this one right here. I see that one right there. Buckethead, soloist, bu Buckethead mainly using the Rockman. Uses the Rockman. Mm -hmm. I I didn't know he mainly used that, to be honest. Or I, I wonder, like, uh, up to what point he mainly used that. I don't know if he still does. I highly doubt that. Me no. too. In the I mean, 90s, like, I imagine I th definitely... this is the sort of product that seems very, very time and place. Yeah, like, very, it was probably really great at the time. Yeah. But now I don't think it would hold up too much. You know, I could probably mm. make a pedal that would emulate at least part of this circuit. Yeah, so easily. so Megadeth uh, used it to record So Far, So Good, So What, which is a pretty good album. That is a pretty good album. Tones. That's an underappreciated Megadeth album. It I is. Like. Um, I mean, it's no... It's no peace, uh, uh, peace, <laughs> peace and rust. It's no peace and rust. It's it's no peace or rust. Let's be honest. Yeah, um, that's that that's a better way to, to put it. Yeah, uh, yeah. I haven't listened to those early Megadeth records, the '80s Megadeth records, in probably like, oh, fuck, dude, eight years, maybe ten years, maybe. Dude, dude, it's been we, a long time. Like, we, so for me, the the Megadeth that I got obsessed with was the '90s Megadeth. So yeah, like, yeah, Rust well, in Peace, yeah, Rust in Euthanasia, Peace, Euthanasia, the best album. Uh, Countdown to Extinction. Like, Countdown those to were Extinction the three records is, that like blew my fucking countdown shit up. to extinction is one of the funniest pop metal records ever made it's mega wait wait so which album, one is right? the funniest countdown to extinction i'd say so yeah 
you, dude, I love Countdown to Extinction. I totally understand what you're talking about. It's um, it, it's it's so like introspective. Like it's the most unique. Uh, it's one of the most unique metal albums to ever exist. Like it's really, yeah, it really is. It's but, very singular in mm-hmm. like what it's trying to do, and I feel like uh, that is like peak Megadeth. Like it is, it is. A lot of people will stand Rust in Peace. Understandably, Rust in Peace is like. It's great. Technically speaking, oh, technically, probably yeah, like no. un- unquestionably oh, the best yeah. Megadeth like, album. Like an, uh, that hanger, being said, though, like Hangar like, Eighteen in the turnaround on <clears> Hangar Eighteen <throat> is like monu fucking mental. That that's one of the coolest oh, yeah. moments in like thrash ever. And like the guitar solo in Tornado of Souls, oh, I have yeah, to call yeah, out, yeah. Mm-hmm. which is probably the you know I'm gonna say something bold here. I think that's maybe the best guitar solo ever recorded. It's incredible. That's a Marty I, Friedman, I, yeah. Marty Friedman, yeah. Oh, it's yeah. it's really something. So, like, so, so uh, I have tried to, as a guitar person who hmm. you have once, in your own words, called a virtuoso. <laughs> I don't was, consider that, myself that. That was years ago. <laughs> yeah, it's okay. Um, as a guitar person who has like played a lot of guitar, like. I have learned the the Tornado of Souls solo, or later learned parts of it at times throughout my career as a musician, and it's to get it to sound the way that Marty plays it. Like you really have to commit to that, to his interesting perspective on guitar, mm-hmm. and it's it's really something. Like I really consider that gu- guitar solo to be like really something as far as heavy metal goes i feel like that was a a moment in which metal became something a little bit different great solo at the same time like andy laroque and other people were doing similar things before that like marty freeman is a super melodic player which i love um at the same time he doesn't do a whole lot of like harmonic stuff whereas andy laroque does like he does a lot of over tracking which so a cool. lot of the reason Andy LaRocque's guitar solos sound as cool as they do is the overtracking. Are, yeah. are not necessarily because of Andy LaRocque's technical ability, but it's because of his willingness to incorporate sounds mm-hmm. and um and techniques using sorry in techniques using the instrument that are unconventional. Right. Like so he, so he like so Andy LaRogue has been super influential to me specifically because of his use of the Floyd Rose tremolo. Mm-hmm. And a lot of his guitar solos sound as cool as they do because he's just fucking shreds with the, the Floyd Rose. Like right. it, it's incredible. He's yeah. so good. And yes, Johnny Marr also fucking shreds. Yeah, I, I was gonna say, like, yeah, he uh <laughs> Johnny yeah. Marr is the emotional equivalent of Andy LaRoque. That's exactly what I was gonna say. Basically, he's <laughs> like Andy LaRoque is the metal version of Johnny Marr. He like he's not sure. afraid to do like double tracking and like harmonizations just to fit exactly what he's trying to say musically, which I think is yeah. wonderful. And like so the thing that impresses me the most about those guitar solos, like like the Andy LaRoque stuff and, you know, um, also Marty Friedman's stuff with Megadeth in the 90s, mm-hmm. is that the recording methods employed at those times mean that that shit was recorded to tape. And, like, 
Mostly. They had to nail those solos within like a few takes. It's not like those guys got infinite takes for those guitar solos. You know what I mean? Like the like the level of musicianship required to just be able to bang shit like that out without like the advent of modern like recording mm-hmm. is fucking impressive. Like it's so yeah. impressive. I mean, it the, blows the, my mind this, like thinking about it. This honestly. wasn't like um this wasn't like Chinese democracy where they probably <laughs> recorded it to tape and digital and you got 12,000 chances to get your take perfect. You know, and the thing, you know. Yeah. 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 Um. Anyways, we started very briefly, briefly talking about Pike 61. No, no we didn't. <laughs> Before we went on this enormous tirade about Lots of other things. I almost have to take a piss again because we literally spent like 40 minutes on that. Uh, Uh, No, let's just do this one first. And then we'll uh, take a piss. uh, Sorry. We're good. Caltris, Calcitris. What are we doing? What are you talking about? Pike 61. What the fuck is it called? Cytasis. Okay, Cytasis. There we go. Cytasis, I think. That's, yeah. that's what I'm going to go for. Released on May 20th, 2014. Um, um, I think this is the strongest pike of the pikes this week. Uh, okay. It has some, it fluctuates between like funk and mosh riffs. And the mosh riffs are pretty sick. Yeah. And as a result of the mosh riffs, I say this is the best pike of this week. I don't know. So, so both this and Pike sixty two outlined for Cytasis uh, uh-huh. had very similar vibes and very similar very, yeah. songs, and I, I think they'd actually fit pretty well um, within. I think uh, kind of a common thread that Bucket is kind of doing lately, which is being all over the place. Buckethead, uh, something that he kind of did. Um, Equally so, I think in uh, the roller coaster repair ride, roller coaster uh, track repair. Yes, Hell yeah. roller coaster track repair. Sorry, uh, and then you should more, be sorry. Yeah, m- more so uh, in Jeopardy backwards. Yeah, um, like that, like that, that, this that one re- definitely felt like Jeopardy backwards light. Yes, exactly. Almost. That's what I was exactly gonna say. That's a note I had was Jeopardy backwards light. It yeah, was, I had that note for both this this one and Pike sixty two. Right. Yeah. So um, so both of them I felt were you know how in uh, Jeopardy backwards every measure like was mm-hmm. different. Yeah. In here, like every four measures was different. Sure. Yeah. Like it, four it, it was definitely measures, like a yeah. diluted version of that. Like I I liked the uh, the influence of the electronic drums and the live drums. Yeah. And like, or not necessarily live drums for this one. For the next one, I think that there's some live drums. But for for sixty one, it was just like there was a lot happening in the same sense of Jeopardy backwards, but definitely not as interesting, not as like dense as that. Yes, true. Um, but it was all right. Like there there were some cool riffs here and there. Like he uses the baritone a lot on this one, not oh, yeah. a lot on sixty two. Um. And I like hearing the baritone. It was really heavy. There were some like riffs where I was like, "Oh, like this, this could be a riff from like a hardcore band." <laughs> like, but also okay. there, there was a couple times where he like played riffs that I was like, "This is this sounds like seventies prog." Like in sure. um, uh, track seven, which was Cytosis seventy eight, 
uh, it starts with like an electronic uh, drum part that doesn't really go anywhere. And then it becomes like a 70s prog song for a while, which is dope. But then it like regresses to like this post funk thing where he's just playing a, a funky bass part and like guitar uh, kind of atmospheres, which he kind of does a lot in here. And it, it's mm-hmm. cool, but um, I don't know. It it didn't interest me a ton. It wasn't bad though. Like I I definitely put it at the halfway or halfway better point with the Pike so far. Like it feels very authentically Buckethead, and like he's uh, you know, he's doing something very much himself. Um, in in as much like uh. Uh, track six, um, Sciatasis 77, he did a bunch of kill switch stuff, and uh, I actually really liked it. Which is- yeah, I, I I also agree. Like, especially the first song, like, he does a lot of like kill switch riffing that mm-hmm. is interesting. Yeah, um, yeah, and he has uh, a bunch of like cool little bass ditties that he does just like a cool little slappy slap dip dap part. Goes bick a dip mop down with a cool little drum part for a couple minutes and uh, I mean a couple seconds switches it up. It's a pretty cool album. I like it. Mm-hmm. I, I I thought it was okay. Um, I like that he he kind of like alternated between you know heavier riffing and funk. Mm-hmm. That was pretty cool. He does more of that on sixty two. I feel like uh, to a less effective. You know, degree, I thought that 61 was definitely more interesting than 62, but they're very, very similar. Honestly, yeah, I was going to say, did you listen to both of them back to back? Uh, Yeah, I did. And so that's the thing. I did too, and um, I really honestly think, like, uh, maybe your opinion's colored by the fact that you listen to them back to back, because they're very similar albums. Mm -hmm. I actually listened to 62 first, and then I listened to 61. Interesting. Interesting. So, so yeah, I actually liked 62 more than 61, and it's interesting that you listen to them in a different order and like them, you know, differently. Yeah, yeah. Because uh, I thought that um, uh, Pike's... Uh, uh, I, I get, are we done with 61? Done with 61? Done yeah, 61. I feel like we're done with 61. Buck 61. Done, 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 done with 61. Done, 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 done with 61. Done, 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 61. done, 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 done with 61. Done with 61. Done with 61. Died in a car. He died like fucking Jafar. <laughs> but he did not become a genie like Return of Jafar, Aladdin 2, bitch. Mm-hmm. Pike 62. Outline. <laughs> Pike 62 outlined for Cytosis, released on May 28th, 2014. Just eight days, one week, and one day after the previous album. So something interesting about this album I'm uh, going to point out is um, the track listing is Cytosis 63 through 71, uh, nine tracks here. The track listing for the previous album, released it uh, eight days before, is Sciatosis 72 through 80. So, maybe, presumably, this was recorded beforehand, 
or uh, the album is meant to be seen as more of an outline for the previous album. Mm-hmm. Also, uh, what what did you think uh, was uh, the last album would be a good um, soundtrack for? Uh, I would say the last one would be like kind of cyber, like anything cyber, like a laser laser tag arena would okay. be good. Yeah, yeah. It, it gave me the the vibe of like yeah, a little bit of cyber. I don't yeah. know, like uh, the, like the the electronic percussion specifically made mm-hmm. me think cyber. Yeah, yeah, definitely a neon type <clears> thing, <throat> uh, like a space mountain type coaster, in my opinion, for sure. Okay. Yeah. 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 And the next one, the next one, uh, outlined for a sciatasis. So presumably these two albums are like intrinsically connected, right? We have sciatasis and then released eight days later, outlined for sciatasis. Sciatasis. Mm-hmm. Sciatasis, uh, whatever. Um, whatever. Whatever. Who cares? Uh-huh. Tell me why you liked it more. Um... I liked it more because I felt it was more dynamic. He took a lot more time on here. Uh, there were a lot more effects, and the EQing, um, I think, was a little more intentional and interesting. For about the second half of this album, the guitars didn't occupy a ton of the high range of everything also for this one like it genuinely sounded like live drums for at least like part of this album yeah, not yeah, necessarily all of it no, but uh, like there were some like drum solo-y type parts that yeah. sounded like live drums i could feel that uh at least for yeah like the the second two-thirds of the album like yeah the, the beginning of the album was uh pretty electronic drummy um but yeah, it was it was uh it was pretty good. Um in it. Yeah, it the second like... to last song has a very cool like double kick part. Yes, like, where like yes, the double I kicks come in. Yeah, like that 100%. was cool. Like I liked that. Yeah. Um I thought that was fun. Mm-hmm. I didn't dislike the album by any stretch of the imagination. Um but it was also like meh. Yeah, and, and so like on the track you just uh I think mentioned, uh track eight, um uh side of Cytosis, seventy. Cytosis, Cytosis, whatever. Uh, it uh, one thirty one. The song like kind of becomes almost like a black metal song in a way. Sure. It's like super melodic guitars over like kind of blast beady drums, but then it goes into like tapping and like a, a funk bass part with electronic drums, which is uh, I'd say the majority of this album. And that's it's, your vibe right there. Yeah, black but, metal into funk into like being weird. That's yeah. that's Brit. No, not really. Uh, not anymore. <laughs> Maybe years ago. Uh, <laughs> I, I no longer feel that shit. I um, understand. Yes. Um, I don't know. This this album's good. It it kind of feels like a direct continuation of the last album. Yeah, um, it, it really does. And you know they're. They're good albums, and uh, they're, you know, they're kind of like Jeopardy backwards, but just not quite as good. And so, like, like my, definitely not as good. My opinion of them is like directly colored from recently listening to those albums. Yeah, like, it sucks. I agree. Yeah, I I totally understand what you mean. Yeah, but, yeah. Uh, still, still all right. I'd say you could listen to either of them, and it was it would be a 
somewhat worthy listen. I personally think 61 is a little bit more interesting, but they're very they're similar enough that like yeah. also at the same time I don't think it really matters which one you listen to. Right. I think 61 is probably a little more guitar forward. Uh 62 is a little more bass and electronic forward. But they're I would still agree. very similar albums. Um and uh in a way, though, I think um, these two albums actually sound like more of their time than pretty much any uh, Pike we've listened to so far. Like, How do you do, mean? Well, they, they have like a lot of 90s elements to them, and like all of Buckethead has a lot of 90s elements to it. But at the same time, there's a lot of stuff and a lot of like playing with effects and like making guitars very interestingly um, low-passed in here that you don't really hear in a lot of music in the nineties and early two thousands. And so to me, it sounds a lot like you listen to some like mid two thousands pop and decided to throw some of those elements in there, in these albums, like not, not quite like, um, you know, like trap or like trap pop or anything like that, but definitely like experimenting with non-traditional Guitar sounds, I guess. Um, and you know, I don't know. This would be another good roller coaster soundtrack, to be honest. It's all over the place. It's got a lot of bends and turns, a lot of high points, low points, a lot of dips and dives, just like a roller coaster. What do you think, Doug? Yeah, I would also agree with that. That's a pretty good summation of what things were. And then we have Pike 63. All right, partner. Keep on rolling, baby. You know what time it is. (laughs) You talk about this all the time. You talk about the keep on rolling, baby, all the time. You do. I want you to know this. It's something that I associate with you specifically. Cool. Pike 63, Grand Gallery. Buckethead made a noise album. This sounds like the pedal demo area of Guitar Center. (laughs) May 28th, 2014. (laughs) Before we get into commentary. (laughs) Um, Yeah, that's it. That's that's pretty much all I have to say. There's not really much to say. It's a noise album. It is not musical. (laughs) It's 29 minutes long. It's him like... Not really displaying musicality or anything, really. Just him making kind of like a um, I don't know, largely like a a, a horror and like a haunted house sounds on a guitar using just a variety of pedals. Yep, it's a it's a delay and a reverb, and it's Buckethead making noises with a guitar. Uh, not music noises, just noises. And, uh, that's okay. I'm not hating. I'm just saying, like, it's a noise album. It's, it's not music. Uh, and that's okay. But that's what this is. It's fine. It's fine. It's fine. It's, um... It is not, uh, essential listening for the pikes. It's maybe the most skippable pike. (laughs) 
so far. <laughs> it's a very skippable pipe. It's a very it's it's top three most skippable pipes, straight yeah, up. Definitely. Like definitely. there's there's 100%. not an audience that I'm like, hey, you know what, you need to listen to this. Here's the thing about that. Like, I think that noise is pretty interesting. And actually, speaking of like concerts we last went to before COVID happened, the last concert I went to was a noise show mm-hmm. um, right before COVID hit. And I went and saw, uh, oh, what's his name? Um, can't remember his name. Uh, Finez. Finez. Um, Christian Finez. He is a noise artist. Um, he's pretty famous for a couple albums that he released in like the you know mid two thousands um, slash early two thousand tens, and it was really cool. It was interesting to see. Um, the crowd was interesting, <laughs> uh, but like I think that noise is cool. Like I like noise music. I I think that it is very interesting. I think it is worthwhile as an art form. That said, the people I know who are into noise. I would not recommend this album to, you know, like there's, there's more interesting textural noise that exists out there. You know, uh, that said, I think it's interesting to hear Buckethead experimenting in that place. (laughs) I'm going to stop talking. So it makes you stop doing that. (laughs) Amazing. Doing what? I love you. I just want you to know that. Uh, <laughs> Never stop. <laughs> I, I, I won't. That's all I gotta say about that. I was just gonna say, like, yo, if you like noise, like, listen to noise. Like, there's cool, weird noise out there that you can listen to. Yeah. This isn't the noise album you need to listen to if you're into noise. And if you're into Buckethead, you're probably not super into noise. So, like, maybe you don't need to listen to this either. Yeah, it's, um, you know, I don't even know what this would be a good soundtrack to. Like, it's it's another bathroom soundtrack, I'm going to be honest. Uh, I mean, like, it, it's atmospheric in a way. Yeah. Like, I, I think it could be used for something. You know, it, 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 there are some songs, I mean, well, the whole... All of the songs like could be the soundtrack to like a scantily clad young woman is hiding from a killer and that killer is like searching through the house to find this scantily clad young woman. Like all of the songs could be that. Yeah, I don't like that at all. Uh. Yeah. (laughs) I mean, but that's like 99% of horror films. (laughs) That's true. That's true. I still don't like it, but. um. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I like yeah. I like more like uh, unscantily clad women hiding from. So like women wearing jumpsuits. Hell yes! Oh yeah, or fucking Adidas tracksuits. Yeah. Oh, there you go. That's yeah, totally. Yeah, like of I am right now, one hundred percent. One hundred percent. Mm-hmm. It's good. Yeah. It is good. Yeah, that's uh. That, I mean, like that's it. Like, what else do we say about it? It's a um, bucket noise album. Bucket it is. noise. Bucket noise. Yeah, it wasn't uh, wasn't great. I I did like uh, Pike sixty one and sixty two quite a bit. Uh, I, yeah, I'd I thought say they were they were kind of the okay. same album. You can kind of package them together. Mm-hmm. Pike sixty three. Uh, <laughs> you know. Uh, yeah, I feel you. No. I feel you. Um, <laughs> I didn't hate it. Like I don't think I've hated any of these albums. Like, no, but it's no. definitely on the low end of the spectrum as far as like 
recommendations go. Absolutely. That <sighs> said. That said, uh, you know what I think it's time for? Yeah, so, I love that. I love see. that song. I think I sing that song to myself all the time. It's an amazing song. It's probably the best song you've ever written. I just want you to know that. Thanks. <laughs> I guess. Uh, okay, <laughs> so we're going to kick things off with, with something a little bit more... Okay, let me just tell you what Statements of the Bucket Void is. Britt, it's you. I know you know what, what, what this is, but let's say somebody is listening to this podcast for the first time. No. You want me to explain it to them? Uh, yeah. You yeah, explain okay. it this so, time. So, so uh, statements from the bucket void is um, when we dive deep into uh, comments on social media, mostly YouTube, uh, and Spencer uh, does a deep mining uh, for comments uh, about Buckethead. Unique, interesting questions, quandaries, and situations and statements uh, mm-hmm, that we mm-hmm. may then comment ourselves on and make quandaries statements within the bucket void because Mm -hmm. all statements are made in a void in a way but Mm -hmm. the ones spencer finds are made distinctly in the bucket void in the bucket void exactly thanks brit i appreciate that that was a just like i would say so we're gonna start things off with something a little interesting. YouTube user C, simply the letter C. I don't know how they got that username. I don't know how usernames work on YouTube, so don't worry about that. Three months ago, they say, and this is a this is a comment about Pike uh, fifth Pike sixty one, and they say, does this album art remind anyone? of Hypnotize by System of a Down. And I don't know when the last time you saw the album art for Hypnotize I do by rem- System it, of it's, a Down. It's like a, it's like a, it's like a face with like a whole bunch of um, like waves behind it, right? It's kind of similar, yeah. Um, I, I do remember this album art quite a bit. It's, so we're going to, I'm going to bring I, it I've up. Seen it, I've seen it pretty recently. Yeah, I, I've seen it. Yeah, yeah, that, yep, that's correct. Yeah, and then we're gonna bring up Pike, Pike sixty one. We're gonna take a look at it. Uh huh. Oh. <laughs> uh, there we go. This... Here we go. It's right there. Yeah. Exactly. Okay. So Pike sixty one, System of Down, Hypnotize. Yeah. I... We look at them back to back, and yeah, I definitely see a resemblance here. 100%, like this is, yeah. this is something. This is not nothing. Like no. they, there is definitely a resemblance. Especially since by this and... point, I believe um, Bucket had had. Uh, actually collaborated with uh, Serge Takanon at, at this point. <laughs> so here's an interesting thing. Mm-hmm. Um, when I saw this YouTube comment, I was like, oh, interesting. And I looked this up and then I was like, you know what? I have not thought about System of, System of a Down's Hypnotize in quite a long time. Mm-hmm. So I brought up that album on Apple Music and I played, I just started listening to it. The first song on that album, Attack, mm-hmm. starts with a blast beat. There's a blast beat. The first fucking ten seconds of that album. Yeah, I mean they're they're a legitimate like metal band. You didn't know that. I mean, let let me be real here. Yeah, 
I never got into System of a Down. Like, there were certain songs that I thought were okay. I never owned any of their albums growing up. Like, I listened to a couple of songs, like, that were featured in Tony Hawk's Pro Skater. Mm-hmm. Um, like, Shimmy, for example. Like, that, that's a song a one, by yeah. them that I liked. Yeah. And there were a couple of other songs that I thought were okay, but, like, I was never super into them. And I, I never really, like, cared enough to, to remember anything about them. Yeah, I mean, they're 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 not... Musically, they're a fine metal band. I mean, the real star in that band is definitely like Serge Takadon. Like that dude. I would agree. Yeah, he's an incredible vocalist. Like he's got a very unique voice. Like I mean, he he brings a very like Middle Eastern Armenian flavor to like this pop metal situation, which is really Uh weird. But and what's interesting is like so I listened. I ended up listening to two System of a Down albums after. Which ones? I uh, Which ones? saw this comment. This comment inspired quite a dive for me. I listened to Toxicity and Hypnotize. Toxicity is so good. It's Toxicity very good. Like, I actually banger. agree. Like, it is no, a very good album. Straight up, the whole album. So, uh, when I was in middle school, when I first heard that album, it blew my mind. And so I just, like, started copying a bunch of, like, copies of this album for all of my friends. And, like, my brother nice. made fun of me because I, like, spent, like, like 30 bucks on just like making this album for my friends, which was a fucking ton of CDs, you know, <laughs> it was nice. like 20 fucking CDRs back then. Yeah. Um, it was really good. Like there, there are a lot of interesting ideas. You know, what's the, the most wild thing to me mm-hmm. is upon listening to two system of a down albums, the, the most striking thing that comes to my mind is that very little of their music is, I would classify as new metal. Like yeah. they are definitely associated with that scene. And I definitely expected <laughs> more of their music to be new metal flavored and very little of it is. It's so it's, interesting. Cause it's like, I mean, yeah, a lot of it is like thrash and a lot of yeah. it's like kind of borderline death metal, but then they have like these very like melodic, uh, like alternative roots. rock section. Yeah, it's like exactly. alternative rock meets post thrash yeah basically yeah, post post thrash i'd actually qualify it probably as post thrash actually yeah, that's yeah. a good a good description of it because it's like a very melodic almost atmospheric at some points take yeah but it's like thrash it's, it's, and very it's like, aggressive music and like yeah, yeah. it's like thrash yeah. or like late 90s hardcore that mm-hmm. meets um like alternative rock of that era but it's, but it's also, an interesting like yeah. But juxtaposition of two yeah. different styles that like don't really work together in 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 like the you know your your first approximation of it but like mm-hmm. the way they do it makes it make sense yeah 100 percent. yeah and i i definitely i i respect the band i you know there's some of their albums i just don't like at all like steal this album kind of i'm not my favorite at all yeah um, i i actually really liked uh hypnotize, hypnotize and then i bad. actually listened to part of mesmerize i did not get to mesmerize is okay um but i i liked mesmerize too like yeah. i thought it was it was very it's wild to me that this band had as much like commercial appeal as they ended up having because listening to these albums i'm like this is like weird thrash <laughs> like what, yeah. like how did this get mainstream like it's this like- is so this isn't even new metal. Like, it's it's really something. It's weird. Uh, yeah, because there's like no rapping or anything anywhere in there. There's really no hip hop element at all to like at all. To their band. No, yeah. really, and like there's very little like 
So uh, another thing that that um, is really defined as a new metal archetype is like chugging riffs that mm-hmm. like stop and start suddenly um, yeah. that have like a kind of like funk or like hip hop type feel to them. Yeah. And that's another thing that that System of Down doesn't really ever do. Like mm-hmm. they do like very like start and stop type stuff, but it's it's in the perspective of like this is just weird music. Like not it, like it, this it, is yeah. It's kind of somewhere between like maybe like uh like you know eighties thrash and then like Mister Bungle type stuff. I was gonna say that. Wow, mm-hmm. man, you read my mind, dude. Sometimes like I was actually gonna <laughs> name drop Mister Bungle because like that's another thing that I thought about oh. uh, when I was listening to it. I was like, this is like yeah, totally. Is that it's oh. like that 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 almost like that kind of school of thought. It's it's like, really maybe like Phantomos or something like that too. Yeah, like mm-hmm. very. Um, but anyways, System of a Down maybe is a pretty good band. I don't know. They're, they're, they are a legitimately good band. Unfortunately, uh, their um, drummer is into Trump. Oh, I know a lot about their drummer. <laughs> yeah, he's a he's a piece of shit. You know yeah. what's interesting about that, though? is like, so Serge Tankian, who is, like, ostensibly a pretty left-leaning dude, yeah. um, it, it, as far as, like, all of his political commentary goes, his perspective on it is, like, which blows my mind. I was but like, his perspective is literally, day. I don't care about U.S. politics. Right. I only care he's, about Turkish politics. No, he, he cares and, about Armenian politics because he's sorry. Armenian. Yeah, oh, yeah. sorry. My, my apology. Yeah. No, no. I, I read about this literally yesterday. Yeah, yeah. Like, he is, doesn't care about yeah. U.S. politics at yeah, all. And because that dude agrees with him on Armenian politics, he's like, <laughs> whatever. Yeah. Like, that's all I care about. Cause, cause, yeah, because, I mean, if you're from Armenia, like, that's where you care about, like, your homeland. And then, like... You know, like, U.S. politics are kind of distant to you in a way. And so, like, apparently, because, you know, here it's different. Like, no one it is, is afraid for their life and their family's life here, really. Whereas Armenia, that's different because, like, Turkey is legitimately, and Turkey and Azerbaijan are literally trying to destroy that state. And yeah. then, like, Russia is also, like, uh, like, pursuing, like, kind of a counterinsurgency because they see they can control that state as well. And so Ar- Armenia is so absolutely royally fucked and it sucks. Yeah. Um, and I mean, there's so little we can do about like we can, I mean, we should impose as many sanctions as possible. We can on Turkey and Azerbaijan and Russia all about this, but I don't think we will. And that, that sucks. But if yeah, you can get out there, educate yourself. Look, look up fucking. I mean, Armenia is in a shitty place right now. I would say look up Serge Tankian. I mean, he he is drawing a lot of attention to the issues that he thinks are most important. Like, yeah. start there, yeah, right? That, that's like, a good listen place to what to start, that yeah. person is saying. He's, he's got a lot, and they kind of go from there. Points, you know, if, if you yeah. if you find that stuff interesting, if you want to know more about it, like he seems like a pretty like reasonable perspective person, like. To, to to start with. And it's also got a cool voice. He has a cool voice. I and like his voice a lot. Po- like, I think it's, it's interesting and weird. Pogo, Anyways, Pogo, Pogo. YouTube user Jim Moeller says, four years ago, flat out, funkalicious, mind blown, if I ever travel to outer space, I'm taking Buckethead with me. My question for you, Britt, is twofold. 
Personally, do you think Buckethead would go with Jim Moeller? Secondly, if you were to go to outer space, who would you choose to bring with you? Uh, so, Buckethead, first off, would not choose Jim Muller to go to space <laughs> with. He would go with Dan Monty and or <laughs> Albert and or Brain. Like he, he needs a sure. functional band to go with. And so... That, that that makes sense. And a producer. So that that that's a thing. Um if I was going to space, who would I choose to go with me? Well Yeah. Um if I had to go now, you because we, we still have like seventy episodes of this bullshit <laughs> to get through. So I'm glad that I'm included by proxy, simply by virtue of the thing we have going on. Just just, just um, by that's obligation. Great. Feels good. Either that, uh, maybe my brother would be cool. Sure, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Vic would go to space with you, maybe. Yeah. Uh, I'd probably take, you know, someone... I, I feel like Vic would be like, eh, I don't know about space. <laughs> I'd be like, yeah, well, I'm going to be out there alone. And he'd be like, can I... I mean, can we watch, like, dumb shit out there? And be like, well, yeah. And you'd be, like, paid by the government to hang out. And he'd be like, yeah, okay. <laughs> Excellent. Amazing. Like, what What more do you want in life than to be paid to, like, hang out and do dumb idiot bullshit? Really? Yeah, right? Like, that. that is the dream. Or at least for me. And for you. Right? I guess so. Yeah. I guess so. Yeah, it's the goal. So. The goal. Anyways, proceed on a little bit here. Here's a comment that, like, left me a little confused. Uh, user Volvita Great username, by the way. <laughs> Volva plus Velveeta. Excellent. Perfect. Uh, says, interesting sounds. The genius has incomprehensible music ideals. Or, sorry, musical ideas. Mm-hmm. And I completely disagree with that statement. I don't feel like Buckethead's I- musical ideas are incomprehensible. Like, what? What does that even mean? Um, <laughs> I feel like it's just someone who doesn't play an instrument, and ah. so they just don't get it. Yeah, yeah, you're probably right. I, I, I highly doubt there's more to it than something like that. Like, mm. yeah, that's basically what it looks like. Um, so here's the thing that I realized while I was doing our statements from the bucket void section this this week, I am close researching for this. I realized something that I forgot, which is that Buckethead is represented on the metal archives. Oh yeah. Okay. So yeah. I would actually argue that Metal Archives has the most thorough Buckethead discography. Uh that yeah, that you could find on the internet. Maybe. Encyclopedia Metallum. <clears throat> Encyclopedia of? Metallum. Metallum, yeah. Yeah. Um, and I'm actually not gonna gonna reference this too much, other than to say, uh, Metal Archives user Stained Class Twenty One Twelve said titled their Pike Sixty Three Grand Gallery Review. As what the hell, Brian? Part four. They gave it twelve percent out of, or sorry, two percent 
out of 100. Wait for what? Pike 63, Grand Gallery. Wow. That's really low. It's really low. Yeah. <laughs> but also, this person in particular has reviewed a great number of pikes. A great number. As Oops. you can see, they titled this one, What the Hell, Brian? Part 4. What What's their name on there? Is there Stained one for- Class... 2112. Stained Class being a reference, obviously, to Judas Priest's first album, Stained Class. And 2112, obviously, being a reference to Rush's seminal work, 2112. Yeah, yeah. Stained Class. So that's that's not someone I've heard of. Um, There's one uh, user I follow who goes by Silly Puppy on a lot of uh, websites. Who is, okay. Skinny Puppy's sick. No, no. Silly Puppy. Oh, what they go by? Silly puppy. Skinny puppy okay. is a sick, a sick industrial band, though. Yeah, skinny um, puppy, sick as fuck. Yeah, yeah, like it, girls who listen to skinny puppy. Uh, yeah, hey Straight buddy, up. hell I'm a, yeah. I'm into I that. have dated a few of those. Yeah, yeah, they're <laughs> good I've, times. All, yeah. um, all no. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Uh, but Silly Puppy uh, is, like, a reviewer on a ton of different, like, review sites. And uh, they have tons of Buckethead reviews that I've, you know, like, actually, like, taken a heart and, like, have challenged in ways when listening to albums. Mm-hmm. So, uh... Let me tell you this. Silly Puppy, so you motherfucker. What do you think... What do you think YouTube... Or, sorry, not YouTube. I mm. apologize. What do you think Metal Archives user Stained Class 2112 thought of... Pike 59. 59? Oh, oh yeah. Which, which one was this? That was the one that we liked quite a lot, Jeopardy Backwards. You know what? I'm going to say they actually disliked it um, because you said the, the critical analysis was overwhelmingly negative for that. And, uh, yeah, that's that's what I'm going to say. What, what What's up? Metal Archives user Stained Class 2112 called... Pike 59, Jeopardy Backwards, a, quote, monstrosity. Interesting. Mm-hmm. They did not approve of Pike 59. That's a bummer. I'm, I'm They're not on they, our like, level, is what I'm saying. I'm guessing, basically. though, they, they probably did, like, um, roller coaster track repair. Uh, I believe so, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You can see that. Oh, I can see that, too. Um... <clears throat> We will report back uh, in relation to Metal Archives. We'll see. We'll see. We'll, we'll revisit that, Metal Archives at a know, later point. You know what? Maybe maybe we should make that a bonus episode, just like statements. <laughs> statements from the Metal Archives. <laughs> Metalum. So, YouTube user... In response to Pike 62, mm-hmm. says, or sorry, YouTube user JSP16 says, in response to Pike 62, the other Cetasis album is way better. But then, a response! YouTube user Boognish, who has made an appearance here before, says, they're both way better. Whoa. And so put that in your pipe, it's smoking. 
So, so Boognish has appeared on here before, and you know how I know that. Why? You know what Boognish is? No. <laughs> is it something to do with butt sex? No, I've explained this before. Actually, yes, probably, but because <laughs> because the Boognish is the uh, the symbol for Ween, the band. No, yes. that's not real. The mighty Mighty Boognish. Fucking look it up. Google it right now. Oh Google Mighty Boognish, and I one. I'm googling I'm, it right now. Hands up right now. I'm not even googling it. Hands up, a sure. hands down. Back. Uh, oh my God! You're right. What? No! No! Why does it keep coming back to Ween? It's always Ween! Right? Honestly, oddly, this is as much of a Ween podcast at this point as it is a Whitehead <laughs> podcast. Uh, reference, uh, reference episode 20, It Smells Like Ween. <laughs> <laughs> it smells like... Yeah. It smells like Ween in here. Um, wow, interesting. I, I wasn't aware, even though apparently I was aware. <laughs> yep, you were. <laughs> Good to know. Good to know. Um, this also this YouTube user who posted the last comment also posted another comment, which I think is interesting, and we're going to address that here right now. Um, they say YouTube user JSP sixteen also says, "What the hell is is a satasis?" Brit, so, answer that question for me. So I looked. I looked at this. I, I tried to recombinate the letters. Um, I tried a lot of things here. Yeah, I googled Satasis too. Yeah, I I, I I tried the best I could to figure out what the fuck he's talking about here. I have no idea. I'm going to be honest. I have no idea. What do you think? <laughs> I have no idea either. I like to imagine it involves coming, though, but that's just, like, how I interpret most things. Yeah, I mean... Like, life, just blast life, and jizz, dude. Well, I mean, so so I have I have two theories here. Here's the yin and yang of my life. Um, okay. Life, life is pain, right? <laughs> yeah, of course. That, right? Yeah, but life also, is filled with pain. But also, life has come. Uh, life is come. Life has come. And so it's that's, pain. that's the better It's pain, part but life. it's also come. Those are the yin and the yang. Yeah. Come uh, pain. Pain is the black, come is the white, you know? Yeah. Huh. Obviously. I mean, we all, like, no matter, like, all, all of our pain is darkness, no matter who mm-hmm. we are, and all of our come is white, no matter who we are. Unless, you know, you have some <laughs> weird discharge stuff going on, but the, you even should then, see it's a doctor all light color, usually. I mean, it's usually not. Unless <laughs> you're, like, on your period, and then, like... You know, you can have, like, blood discharge with it, and it can be darker. But that's kind of a different thing, and we understand, and that's totally cool. Different thing. But, um, mostly, the cum is the white part. (laughs) Namaste. (laughs) Hell yeah. Uh, I'm, I'm like, highly (laughs) distressed. I'm highly distressed that you told me to, to Google Boognish, and now I just have all these pictures of the Ween logo. Yeah, now, now, <laughs> I hate now, it. now you're just going to get a fucking ton of, like, uh, fucking Ween fucking posters and t-shirts, no. like, recommended no. to you. No Ween content for me, please. 
only win content for Spencer, please. Uh, no, no, hey, thank we, you. Hey, um, hey Alexa, so only you, provide Spencer with Ween content. <laughs> Shut up. Hey YouTube. Alexa, only provide Spencer with Ween <laughs> content. It's done. <laughs> YouTube user Gundam Force nine 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 six years ago says. Well, they accidentally describe Buckethead jerking off, but I'm going to read their comment anyway. They say Buckethead is all about tension and release. Something good is coming. And then YouTube user Jason33784 says, I hope so. And like, now we're... (laughs) And now we're thinking about Buckethead jerking off. Yeah. I mean, yeah. like, so, well, we've talked about this a bunch, like, Buckethead's dick. <laughs> that bucket dick. That bucket bucket dick. dick. Um, you know, it's just, I feel like it, it's like him. It's, like, long and skinny, right? I mean. Yeah, it's gotta be. Like, yeah, really that, long. Either really that or it's just, like, super fat and regular. Like, I can't imagine he has, like, a fucking just, like, monster insane dong. Just, like, a. It's a long and skinny dog. It's got to yeah, be. Long and skinny, straight up. It's like his fingers, you know? It's proportional yeah. to that. Yeah. Do you yeah. think Do you think he has, like, a mini raincoat for it? Do you think he has a condom that looks like a mini, like, yellow jacket for it, like he wears on stage? Ah, uh, that would be that would be cool, but I doubt it. Yeah. Do you think, yeah. he, do you think he wears condoms, or do you think yeah, he wears bucket yeah, yeah. raw? I bet. Bucket raw. <laughs> bucket raw. <laughs> this is crossing a line I feel like I don't even know what line do we have like good uh, point good point yeah like if Buckethead's listening to this he's like yeah motherfuckers I got raw <laughs> <laughs> oh man yeah yeah like I, I mean I guess it would be cool to see what a bucket spawn looks like a little bit but also, you know, I don't know. Who needs to be making... Who needs to be breeding? Really? Yeah, nobody. Like, nobody the pro- needs to The be problem breeding. is, though, like, all the people I know that are breeding, I'm like, oh, don't. Yeah, it grosses me out when I see that shit. Yeah. It sucks. Yeah, it's all, like, people with bad complexion and shit, and I'm like, no. Don't. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I talked to my doctor about a vasectomy the other day. That's a good thing. Yeah. yeah. And like a lot of people will, after you're 30, most places will just cover you 100% for a vasectomy. Yeah. They're like, yeah, well, that's going to save everyone on medical costs. <laughs> and then you can. Yeah, that makes sense. You can just like get a, a, like a good, like, you know, STD test and then just be like, hey, listen, check this out. Also, I have a vasectomy. Raw dog city, baby. Raw Dog City, baby! Raw Dog City, baby! (laughs) Uh, Yes. I love that. I love that. It's wonderful. It's good stuff. It's great stuff. You love to see that. Uh, I love to see YouTube comments inadvertently describe Buckethead jerking off. It makes me me happy. Um... (laughs) 
That's a beautiful thing. It's a beautiful, it's a beautiful thing. thing. It's a beautiful thing. Um, okay. So we're going to do one more today. And this one is from YouTube user Jmon6669. Mm, and they say, uh, so does this album require Cetasis to be played overlapping? Just a thought. And then, well, hold on, hold on. Before we get to that, YouTube user WiseInet says, tried it, doesn't work. But wait! YouTube user Tyler Harrison, three years ago, says, or maybe it does. Think about it! Maybe maybe this is something after we're done with the full Pike series that we can like explore is like maybe yeah lining them up and trying to produce them together to make them like a you like a, a a consistent album yeah but at this point I have no fucking desire to do anything like that yeah and like that's not also like not no i i highly no. fucking doubt that <laughs> like that's not know. gonna be a thing it, it's I mean, um, yeah it is nine tracks though and the albums are almost the exact same length so mm, you never yeah. know but i mostly do know and that's not the case um, yeah 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 <laughs> yeah yeah the, yeah yeah, yeah. Uh, you know what i think what? that's You have no idea how much I sing that song to myself. Cool. How uh hey Spencer, what are you uh what have you been into? What do you got to recommend to me, dog? Okay, so I do have a recommendation this week. Like yeah. I actually have a real recommendation this week. Mm-hmm. Do it. Um I started listening to a band uh that I think is pretty cool and that people should check out. Yeah. Um I I I found them on a on a uh, Facebook group called Noise Rock Now. And uh, they're called whores uh, with a period after. So it's whores period. Cool. Um, they have a like several EPs and one full length. They have like, I think, four or five EPs and then a full length. Um, and they play like sludgy, heavy rock. Um, and it's very good. I, I really dig this band. It's a band you should listen to. If you're into metal in your 30s, it's, it's like that kind of band. Like, okay. I, I don't necessarily think that it, they're for everybody, but like, if you're into metal and you're in your 30s, check this band out. Pretty good. Okay. okay. Yeah. Yeah, I dig it. Dig I, it. I wouldn't even necessarily say that they're a metal band. Like, they're just like a heavy, like, their music has a very heavy, like, rock vibe to it. But, like, the vocals, like, kind of alternate between, like, throaty yelling and, like, outright screaming. Um, and they're very heavy. Like, they use, like, fuzz pedals and, like, the... So, the thing about that band, like, I'll be honest, the thing that makes them as good as they are is that their drummer is really fucking good. <laughs> and, like, th- that's, like, kind of true for most metal bands, I'll be honest. Like, if your yeah. drummer is really fucking good, your band is going to be way better. <laughs> hundred um, percent. Yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, yeah. Like, but they're definitely one of those bands that benefits from the fact that they have a very good drummer 
And it makes their music more interesting than I think a lot of other bands that play similar kinds of music because there's a lot of bands playing music that is kind of similar to the music that they're playing. But their drummer is so good that it makes it compelling despite that. Nice. Sounds lovely. So yeah, listen to the band Whores, period. Uh, They have a full length that is very good. I would also recommend their first EP. It is also very good. Nice. Britt, what you got to recommend me? Um, watched a film uh, last night, actually. Uh, the newest Charlie Kaufman film. And I've talked about Charlie Kaufman before. Oh, yes. I recommended his uh, Adaptation is one of my favorite films of all time. It mm-hmm. is amazing. Also, uh, Eternal Sunshine of the Spotless Mind, one of my favorite films. Absolutely. Amazing screenwriter. Uh, he just wrote and directed a film, an adaptation of a novel by uh, Ian Reid um, called I'm Thinking of Ending Things. And I've uh, heard some things about this. It, what did you think of it? It was fantastic. One of the most uncomfortable experiences I've had watching a movie in quite a long time. Yeah. It was, um, uh, it was described to me as a psychological thriller or psychological (laughs) horror. And it was, but it wasn't. And I can't even explain it, but the, the entire time, like, there was this intensity and this tenseness to the movie to where it, it just like, it gave me a lot of anxiety and it made me feel a lot of things. Um, this the, is interesting. Yeah. The, uh, the leads uh, were played by um, Jesse Plemons, who was a uh, Todd in uh, Breaking Bad and also Jesse Buckley, who uh, is like an up and coming actress who um, recently starred in the newest season of Fargo in which she was absolutely incredible. Like, she's one of my favorite up-and-coming actresses by far. Uh, but also was rounded out by uh, Tony Collette, who you might know from, like, Hereditary. Sure. But she was also, like, the mom on um, fucking uh, Sixth Sense going way back. Mm-hmm. And then uh, David Thewlis, who was the, uh, he was the villain on the third season of Fargo. So, like, most of the season came out of, I mean, the most of this movie came out of Fargo. And uh, <laughs> I would also highly recommend Fargo, because that show fucking rules. And, I mean, it's a very actors acting actor show. Mm-hmm. But it's fantastic. But, uh, Hell yeah, yeah, that movie is phenomenal. Highly recommended. Hell really, yeah. I love really that. Un- really nice. uncomfortable. Makes you think a lot. Makes you just... Uh, it's not a movie you go away feeling good about. Hell yeah. But I kind of like that. Hell yeah. <laughs> fucking. Like the ra- band, hell yeah. Raylan Coke. Snorting Coke at the Golden Corral bathroom. Hell yeah, dog. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. It's so, dope, so, uh, that's, uh, that's about it. That's about it for me. Yeah. yeah. Think, uh, uh, if this, you want to follow me on the internet, Follow me at, at New Middle Karate Society on Instagram or Twitter. Whatever. Yeah. I don't care. Yeah. Maybe don't follow me. I don't care. Yeah, me neither. I'm at the Queer Goth. I don't care. Just uh, on any social media, look up Bucket Cast, and you'll fucking find us somewhere. It doesn't yeah. matter. Go fuck does- yourself. You know, yeah, Google wait, us. wait. Well, what's the email, though? What's our uh, email? Uh, 
We've got uh, gettinheadbucketcast at gmail.com. And also you can just go to uh, gettinhead.biz and uh, send an email to us directly from there. I've got some fucking forms. Forms and shit, dude. I got the autofill with your information if you have an iPhone. Hell yeah, dog. It's got all that shit. It's real forms. Hell yeah. (laughs) Truck stops. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. 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 Doing yeah, doing coke yeah, off yeah, of truck yeah, stop donuts. Yeah. Hell yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, this has been Britain. And this has been Spencer. You've been listening to Getting Head, a bucket cast. Stay greasy, motherfucking bucket heads.